0: Alana J. Lo. Yes. How's it going right now?
1: Good. Had a good breakfast. Um, it was left from, uh, leftovers from yesterday. What did, what did we eat? We ate um, leftover burritos.
0: So good, babe.
1: It was really good. It was really, really good. It even tasted just as good or even better the next day.
0: I'm glad that we decided to cook it again on the stovetop. Yeah. It rather, yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of just putting it in your microwave.
1: I, I think that I, I yes, that would be, that was much better,
0: actually. It would have been easier.
1: It would have been easier, but then uh, the only problem I would have with that is the beans and the corn, I don't know if they would be able to fit in one bowl.
0: We could have you made know? that work, but I'm just worried because microwaves don't always heat all the way through. They
1: don't. They don't, and that's, that really bugs me.
0: Although my sister has a really good microwave. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. It works great.
1: Now, I like the microwave I have now. The only thing is that the inside of it is narrow.
0: I haven't really felt the inside of yours yet, because you just we, got it earlier. This I week.
1: just got it earlier. I like it. It works. It's just that the inside is narrow, so you have to be careful about how many things you put in there.
0: It looks it, really nice, though.
1: It is nice. They they really did a good job of picking uh, things that I that would be good for my place. Yes. They had, did a wonderful job, actually. Yes. Yes.
0: We had some issues setting up your bed frame, and we discussed it at one point here, so we don't have to go into all the details. No. But. Yes. I was thinking on Thursday night, before I came over, Mm -hmm. how could we fix it? Because there is like a hole Mm -hmm. on the inside part Mm -hmm. that doesn't look like it connects to anything. Mm -hmm. And a friend told me, because he has some experiences with the place where you got your bed frame at. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He said that sometimes they'll mix and match parts. Yeah. So I was trying to think how to make it all come together. hmm And then it comes to me. Why don't we get, like, uh, one of those carabiner things mm-hmm. that they use for rock climbing? Yeah. So I think I'm going to order some of, of those when I get home.
1: And those are strong. They are. And, and you know, um, they really hold up well with harnesses, and they, and they are good with weight distribution, as you said, because... They they help hold people up in harnesses. And what else are they used for besides that?
0: That's only what I've used them for. Okay,
1: yeah. That's the only one I've used them for, too. But I think that would work. I'm I really think it would work. I'm, I'm excited about that.
0: Excited about it, too. Yeah. Now, I know that Amazon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I looked online the other night, they mm-hmm. had some variations on times mm-hmm. for delivery. Mm-hmm. And part of that is due, obviously, to COVID-19 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. other issues. Mm-hmm. So it's possible we won't have it by next weekend but i'm almost certain we'll have it within 2 weeks.
1: Nice. Well i can i can spare another week. That's uh good. i can, you know, i've 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 been, you know, i've been handling it for almost 3 months, so what's another week going to Your back do? <laughs> hasn't broken yet. It hasn't broken. I will tell you that there were times where i woke up i would wake up and um i would be hurting from the waist down a little bit because of the position, you know the the weird the positions that I would be. It was because um, of stuff that and, I did. I'm not talking about you. Okay. I'm talking about my when I'm by
0: myself. Okay, got you, got you. What are
1: you talking about?
0: You said you were hurting from the waist down.
1: No. It, uh. All right,
0: all right. Okay. Back to the story thing. Back to I, the gotta, story I gotta, I got I gotta do this. <laughs> I gotta.
1: <laughs> by the way, folks, before we, before I, I, I talk about what I was going to talk about. Today's a special, a very, very special day for us. It is. Our two year anniversary as a couple, as a couple.
0: We were eh, missing around before then, not in that way.
1: It was, it was kind of iffy. Uh, what is is that the word iffy? Yes. We were kind of in a place where I was trying to decide on what I wanted to do. A few
0: other people were chasing Alana.
1: Well, they weren't doing a very good job, actually. No. They were not doing a good job.
0: And so I was kind of like, hey, you know, I like being around you, but if, you, if you're going to, you know, mess around, then I'm I'm going to have, daddy's got to have his fun too. <laughs> and then she so kind of came to her senses and we've been monogamous and all that stuff.
1: But you didn't do anything like that. I didn't do anything like that either. Really? I, I didn't, no. There was no other person that I was seeing when we were on the fence of actually making it official. I, I told you that before.
0: You did tell me that, but it makes for but a we, more interesting story. No,
1: we, I did not see anybody. I can tell you that right. I can, whoever's listening, I can, I can say that with all honesty, that I honestly did not see any other guy except for him.
0: Okay, so without giving names, the three other guys that were kind of in the picture when we first met, you're pretty much then putting them on ice, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I was like, nah. I mean, one wasn't available, but... Wanted to be available. The other one I didn't have any interest in. The other one, well, uh, I will. Uh, the other one was another different story too.
0: That we don't have to go into. That
1: we won't have to go into. But um, he shall rem- remain nameless. And uh, yeah, he he's <clears throat> he he wasn't actually he wasn't actually trying. Actually, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, he wasn't trying, and. I kind of figured, okay, that's fine. And, and I, and I knew, I knew that he would have been, he would have liked it to happen again, but he wasn't actually trying and I was the one that ended things. So that's.
0: So we could have made it official a few months earlier, but you were kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. No, no, we
1: couldn't have. Well, no. Oh, you mean I mean a few months before I I decided? Yeah. We could have, but I just wasn't ready. Okay. And I just wanted to, you know, I I the the person previous um you know, I was I was with this person for a long time and I wanted to make sure that I was ready. I already knew you were, you know, I already knew that you were ready by June.
0: Yeah, I mean if a woman is there, she looks relatively decent.
1: Relatively decent. When I'm sober. What is that supposed to mean?
0: Well, I mean, if I'm <laughs> sipping on something strong, then the relatively decent may go out the window. But if it's uh, if she's ready to go, then I'm pretty much ready for. I'm down for whatever, as Ice Cube would say. Okay. Because I'm down for whatever. <laughs> you know that song? I think so. It's a great song, and it's in the movie Office Space.
1: Oh, okay. Um.
0: <clears throat> but it has been two years since it has become a thing between you and us on paper.
1: Yes, on paper. On paper, we on paper there was no paper. We didn't sign a contract.
0: Well, that's just a term. I, pulled I know. My ass and <laughs> was hoping I wouldn't be caught, caught out on as soon as I said it.
1: On paper. Well, I knew what you meant. I was yeah. just kidding.
0: How has this been for you, babe?
1: It has been a very good and interesting ride. It, it has been.
0: What's well, been interesting about it?
1: Well, I, I guess I didn't know how it was going to be. And I wasn't sure... I, I wasn't sure if we were even going to last for a year. I don't know. I mean, I, w- I didn't have any expectations going into it. Because I knew that we there was a couple things that we <clears throat> were not on the same page with. And... Um, it, it really did worry me a little bit, and I was I was very very worried that it wasn't going to work out. But I decided to give it a shot because if I didn't, I knew I was going to regret it.
0: I mean, the two elephants in the room are obviously you're a big Trump supporter, and I'm a big Bernie person. And you're a Christian. I would consider myself a spiritually leaning agnostic. So those were Probably the biggest things that we had to come to terms with as our right. differences on those, and two we're issues.
1: still, ki- you know, we're still kind of, you know, uh, making our way through this as we're on this uh, journey together. I guess is that is that does that make sense? I
0: would say that's fair to sh- say because yeah, you I haven't mean, changed your views on politics or uh, and religion, and my views have remained consistent throughout this relationship as well.
1: Right, but. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We may end up on the same page as uh, more than we, what we have been before, or or I don't know. I mean, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen, and I think that's what makes it exciting.
0: I've always thought it would be funny if, you know, at the end of four years, I'm talking about the greatness of Trump, and you're campaigning to make AOC either president or vice president.
1: I doubt that's going to ever happen in my lifetime. Bro. I doubt that would either. That would not happen in my lifetime. If that did happen in my lifetime and something would be seriously wrong with my head. You uh, would have to have me committed or something. Well,
0: I would just I was <laughs> just gonna say that I would probably have to suffer a brain injury.
1: <laughs> what?
0: If I were to support Trump, if I was to talk about the greatness of of our Well, you
1: know, you know, people people president. have changed their beliefs over time. You know, people have done that over time. Whether they um found out something differently and thought about something differently about some a person and completely misjudge them, or they just don't change their their beliefs, so it's you never know i mean it could it could be possible, but you know, like I said, we're still kind of um we'll, we're still try, uh you know trying to um to uh, um, navigate our way through this whole thing together
0: beyond the two challenges that I just mentioned, what other Mental or psychological, um, I guess distractions or distractions, distractions isn't the best word.
1: I, yeah, what, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what other things have you have we had to overcome? Um, obstacles was the word obstacles, I was like, and I hate it when that happens.
1: Obstacles, yeah. Um, I don't know that th- I think maybe communication, okay, because. And we're still trying to figure this out, too, as we, as we speak. Um, but I want to get back to... I, I, I do want to get back to the bed thing before... Um,
0: okay, let's go back to that.
1: Before I go on a, a tangent about the communication Tell thing. me. Well, remember when you were saying about the... Um, what, what were we talking about? It was the, it was the carabiners, and yes. you wanted to try to see if it could hold the bed frame. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was talking about the microwave, and I said it was really narrow on the inside. And you said that your sister had a good microwave. And then what was the other thing we were talking about? Um,
0: I can't remember.
1: It's going to drive me crazy. We went on a tangent, folks, as we always do. We kind of go off.
0: That you already heard and are probably pulling your hair out right now. Like, what is it? What is it? I know what they were talking about. I know
1: what they were talking about, but they just forgot.
0: (laughs) But it was something that you wanted to talk about, so I just assumed that you remembered.
1: What was it? Um, Let me think. We are talking about the microwave. Um... I I commented that um, the place where I got the the furniture did a really good job of picking picking furnitures. Um, uh, I'm sure it'll come back to me. I'm sure it'll come back to me. It was something that you
0: wanted to discuss, so I just figured...
1: I know. I know. I wish there was a way to rewind it back.
0: Okay. We'll put a pin in this discussion.
1: We will put a pin in this discussion.
0: And if you remember it, we can go back to it. If not... Which is often the case that we remember stuff as soon as we we post this, then we can discuss it maybe tomorrow.
1: Yes, that's that's good.
0: Okay, so go ahead with the communication part of our relationship. Um,
1: the communication is where I think we're still trying to figure it out because <clears throat> honestly, I mean, you know, I love you. I've I've told you this before. Oh, go that... ahead. <laughs> there are times where I have felt that. You wanted to give me advice, but it all it, to me it came out as nagging, <laughs> and I and, and I'm probably I, and that's because that's that's how to it comes across to me. Yeah, and we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, it's 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 a work in progress for the both of us to kind of figure out each other's communication styles, as far as you know. Um, I want it done. I want something done one way, but you want something done another way because you think it's more efficient. Or I think it's more efficient that I do it this way. Whatever it is. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Did I, did I make you feel bad? I didn't mean to.
0: No, because I still feel like I'm mostly correct.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the problem there.
0: (laughs) And it's just, you haven't seen the light.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, you, but you, my dear, are only human.
0: Also, sometimes you get like a little bit too defensive about things.
1: What is that saying? To air is human. That's right. Yes.
0: So you're very, you're very much part of our species, babe.
1: Well, you, you are just as much a part of the species as I am. Well, so thank you. <laughs> but what I mean is, is that you are human, and you're not going to be right all the time when it comes to how I do stuff.
0: No, but I think I have a good set of experiences which help me mm. mm-hmm.
1: oftentimes
0: come up with a, a solution that is efficient.
1: But but are you so so? If I'm reading correctly, are you one of those people that likes to to fix things? So you know, as far as making solutions about things,
0: I don't like to let problems linger.
1: I understand that. I I get it. I don't either.
0: And part part know. of that comes from. I feel that I was guilty of doing that in the past where I would complain about things.
1: But you never did anything. Yeah, and
0: I wouldn't look at my own shit and, and how I was contributing to it. And that was a mistake that went on through my 20s into my early 30s.
1: Well, do you think that's why now you're looking at other people's stuff? Because you didn't do that before?
0: Yeah, except I'm not really looking at other people's stuff. What happens is you'll express to me a problem... And my mind goes to, well, this is what you should do, and it'll reduce the the problem or, or eliminate it completely from your life.
1: Right, but my, my thing is, is that I didn't, like, my thing is if I come to somebody with a problem, whether it's you or not, it's not that I want them to fix the problem or give me a solution right right then and there. It's that I want them to listen, and I'll take care of the problem, whether I do it. Their way or not.
0: I think this is a fundal, fundamental difference between men and women, right? It is. Because in my mind, I'm thinking that I'm showing you that I'm listening because I'm telling you the solution to the problem.
1: Right, right, right. But, and in your okay.
0: mind, you're thinking that I'm lecturing to you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> you see, women are very, you know, emotional beings, right? We want to know about what's going on in a man's day. Um, not all the time. I mean, not, not, not every woman wants to know that, that every, you know, every minute of every, every second of every minute of every hour, but we also want their, you know, we also want our men to listen and not give any, any comments or solutions or whatever it
0: is. And my way of thinking goes is that this is how you know I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So like, how are you going to know that I'm not zoning out if I don't contribute something to the conversation? That's helpful.
1: Okay. Okay. But we're still trying to figure that out together as, um, as now, now that it has been two years, as the two years are, um, <clears throat> um, going on, uh, or, or going forward rather from the two years. I don't know. Um, but we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out as best as we can. We, are. we haven't, it's not perfect. It will never be perfect, but it can always improve.
0: That's true.
1: Can always improve. Um, so, is there any, any surprises, any pleasant surprises that you have noticed in the two years?
0: Since we've been together?
1: Yes. Well, what else are we talking about?
0: <laughs> you're usually a very sweet person. <laughs> and I like that. I also enjoy that you're not one of these people who's too cool for the room. Which is something I've noticed, not with every person I've dated, right. but with a fair amount of them. I've noticed that they, they they, try to be above it all, if that makes any sense. Like, I think
1: I understand, like, oh, I'm too cool to listen to the, or to pay attention to I it. know I
0: always go back to this example. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, kind of seeing this girl. This was within the last... I, I don't even want to give a time frame. This is since I've been an adult. Okay. And we we're seeing each other off and on for a little while. And if I texted her more than like once a week, it, oh, would, be, yes. it would be considered like, oh, I'm, I'm crushing her independence. I'm, I'm you know,
1: that, that I'm not would,
0: letting her be her.
1: That wouldn't bother me at all. Right. I would, I would love it if, you know, if, if a guy, I mean, I love that we talk to each other twice a day.
0: But I mean, I we... Know.
1: Or text each, you know, if you texted me twice a day, I would love that.
0: Yeah. But I, I respect that that could be overkill. Yeah, but I also think that if you think I'm smothering you because I text you twice a week or more,
1: There's something then
0: we shouldn't be in a relationship.
1: We shouldn't be in the relationship. Re- yeah, I, I mean, I I understand what smothering is, but a couple of texts twice a day. No, no, twice during the week. Twice during the week it would is be nothing. twice during
0: the week. It would be like, oh, he's smothering me. and I hear these reports from people.
1: I don't understand that. To me, that to me that doesn't that makes no sense. Smothering would be like. Delivering, you know, mailing presents to me every single week.
0: I knew a friend who did that with a girl.
1: That that would be annoying. Yeah, you know what? That would be, or 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 coming to my house unannounced for like every day.
0: Or asking you, well, what did you do today? Who did you see? But, oh, you know, what was your conversation I, like?
1: So I dated a guy for a very short time, the, the very the shortest relationship ever, and I really really want to forget it. Because it was the worst, it was one of the worst times of my life. And um, he would come to my house. I mean, there was one time where my mobility instructor at the time was over at my house, my mobility teacher. And he shows up unannounced, didn't call me, nothing, right? And this is around the time that I still had a landline and I wasn't using my cell phone very often. And... I was thinking, well, who does he think he is? He can not just show up, you know. What if I'm busy? What if and and clearly I was. I mean, luckily my my lesson was almost over. But what if I was not? You know, what if I wasn't home?
0: I am not a fan of just dropping in on people, unless it's a, like an extreme emergency.
1: So I, I I don't mind surprises as long as. The person, you know, like if the person, I mean, this has happened in the past when the person's like, so, so how's it going? How are you doing? Um, And they'll ask me things like, when are you, are you free or whatever it is. Um, I like surprises like that, but, but I, I, I like them when it's, when it's, when it's all right, when I'm actually home. But I don't like it when um, people like that one guy I dated would just come unannounced and just take over my house. It's just oh it was it was it was horrible
0: another thing I liked which we used to do but you kind of put the kibosh on it I is did? yeah when the... we would read a book together
1: well I I've I've uh I've kind of taken a break on that I know I I need to get back to doing that um but I think since I've um since I moved it's kind of been uh I've, I've been kind of like concentrating on that and bills and I just kind of put that on the back burner but I'll get back to that
0: I have not done that with an ex-girlfriend having said that I'm sure some of my exes would have been open to the idea but I just never presented that concept to them okay so those are some things that I've been enjoying about the relationship
1: what I've been enjoying is um Getting into movies together that maybe we either both haven't seen or one of us has seen and, and, and the other one hasn't heard of. And also cooking together.
0: That's been a lot of fun.
1: Cooking has things been things. really fun. I've always wanted to be with somebody that would want to cook with me in the kitchen.
0: I love cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, didn't, I love I didn't that you love cooking. Lo- I didn't always love it, yeah. which is why I think I really have taken to it. It's because when you suck at something for a really long time, and then one day you realize, I'm actually pretty good at this, it encourages you to do more because you can really chart your progress.
1: And I love that you're just as crazy about chocolate as I am and as crazy about music as I am. I don't think I've ever met anyone, I don't think I've ever dated anyone that's as crazy about chocolate as as me. Nice. You're probably crazier about chocolate than me. Yes. Which is saying a lot because I love chocolate.
0: I I pro- love this is not going to make me look very masculine. <laughs> I have a very, very, very close f- female friend of mine mm-hmm. who I've known for close to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say, can kind of guess, yeah, right? Yeah, and sometimes she'll say, "Oh, Rick loves chocolate more than any girl I know."
1: <laughs> she hasn't talked to me yet, <laughs> which is likely true
0: that I do love it more than any woman she's ever met.
1: Well, she hasn't met me yet. That's true. I, I, uh, yeah, she hasn't met me. Either.
0: We should say that she lives in a different part of the
1: country. <laughs> she would be. <laughs> By the way, did she mention to her that I like chocolate? <laughs> I mean, really I don't like think it.
0: that she <laughs> could envision me dating somebody who was not obsessed with chocolate. But she also knows my political views and was shocked when I told her that I'm dating a Trump supporter.
1: She didn't think that would happen.
0: No, no, no. She didn't think that would happen at all. No, in my politics? Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. you got to remember, I thought Obama was too conservative. But that's a, a discussion for another time.
1: That is a discussion for another time. And you know how I feel about that.
0: I know. We disagree on that.
1: We definitely disagree on that. But um, what else did I... Um, yeah, I just love... I love the movies. I love that you're, you really like books. Um, I really feel like my artsy creative, creative, um, uh, I guess creative side has come out a little bit more. Um, my music side has come out a little bit more, and I've, I've, I've become, I've begun to come out of my share, my shell again with that, because you know, as, as you know, we met each other at an open mic. I remember. And I'd like to go back to that too. Um, also with writing. I'm not as passionate about writing as I am with uh, about music, but writing, um, you know, since we actually have to get back to doing that, mm-hmm. um, we kind of put the kibosh on it for a little bit. Um, that's been coming out too, and I like that. And then also, um, going on walks, I like going on walks when I can. I don't always get to do that, and I don't always, I mean... Um, when I, when I joined the sports organization that we are a part of, I am glad that I was able to do that uh, since I met you, because I used to do that when I was a kid, and I'm just so thankful that, 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 that we still have an organization here where we can meet other people in the community, that are other people in the blind community, and do some fun activities. And you
0: didn't even know about that organization until I told you about it. Actually I
1: heard about it oh, from somebody. Okay. I did. I heard about it from a friend of mine across the river. But I didn't even think about, you know, thinking that I could that there was a there was a chapter in Oregon. So and then you, you uh you told me about it in the beginning of last year.
0: That's right. Because I've been involved with them for a while.
1: Well, I didn't know actually I didn't know about it until two years ago. Uh almost two well let's see, that would be two years ago in September.
0: That I was involved in it.
1: Yeah, because you invited me to go to that um that pizza place. That's right. Where where they had um uh um like uh a, uh a get together with volunteers and um and athletes. Remember
0: that babe? Remember when we were able to go out to pizza places and meet yes. with people?
1: We will. We'll be able to do that. Again. We will be able to do that again. It's not gonna we're not it's not gonna be like this forever and
0: No, but it sucks right now.
1: It it you know, it, it could be a lot worse, believe me. It could be a lot worse.
0: I understand that. But it also but could you be kinda, a lot better.
1: It could be a lot better, but it also could be a lot worse. And you kinda have to think about I mean I, I see it as I know it's bad now, but it's it's not it's gonna pass. It's it's not gonna we're gonna eventually we're gonna look it back in this and and see it as a distant memory. But until then we just have to make the most of it.
0: As you know, I am a huge movie buff.
1: Yes, you are. And I have
0: been pretty much my entire life. But life can get in the way. Mm-hmm. And there was a number of years to where I'd watch a movie now and then, but I really wasn't as focused on that form of arts until the pandemic started happening. And you and I began having movie nights at your place. Uh-huh. So you've encouraged me to rediscover an old love. Oh. And it's also really fun to go to a see live music and have somebody to dance to.
1: Oh. Uh, I, I love that, too, because I don't like dancing by myself, and it's really refreshing to know that you don't care if anybody's looking at us. No.
0: Well, I'll dance by myself <laughs> when I go to events. Because but I, yeah. I, I would do ecstatic dancing without you before the pandemic started, started because you're not really into that. But yeah. when there's live music and we both go, I love to dance.
1: Yeah, and I like I like dancing with somebody I'm with. I don't like dancing by myself, but knowing that you like to do that, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I would I would dance with you anywhere. <laughs> and
0: don't get it twisted. I'm still a really bad dancer, but...
1: Oh, I don't even care about that.
0: <laughs> I don't think people are going there to look at me and what I'm doing. I
1: think, I think what I've, I've heard, I know people have, um, come, come up to us and said that we, they saw us dancing. And I think just to know that we're having a good time, I don't think they're really paying attention to how we're dancing and I don't really care. if.
0: Yeah. I think it <laughs> translates like people will forgive you for being a bad dancer. Yeah. If you look like you're really enjoying yourself and yeah. you're sending out that vibe.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, and, and, um, yeah, I remember. I remember last summer. In fact, remember when we went to the? I know um, where you're
0: going with this. When we went to the free noon tunes. No, no, no. Oh,
1: not that. What you're do you think? Talking I,
0: was... about, I thought you were talking about the event at Pioneer Square. Uh,
1: what the the library?
0: No, Pioneer no. Square. The live music. You were thinking about the library thing.
1: No, not no. I was. I was not talking about Pioneer Square. I was talking about Laurelhurst Park.
0: Oh, that was a lot of fun.
1: the big band concert that remember was great. yeah, we thought we missed it because we were we were I think we missed like fifteen minutes of it, but we finally got there and it was like across the street, and we had a really good time and the the weather was really nice and it was a nice Sunday afternoon we um
0: that was the day of was, the Hawthorne Street Fair.
1: yes, day. we went to the Hawthorne Street Fair, and there was some you know they were um close to being um done. And it was, uh, we had enough time to leave and go to the, the big band concert. It was fantastic. It, it was, we danced to New York, New York, and I mean, the band was so good. I don't even remember what the band was called, but it was so good. And it, we had a good time.
0: That was a great afternoon. That
1: was so fun. Yeah. And I would dance in the park with you for another year. Yes.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm also glad that you are open to watching Star Trek with me.
1: Oh, I've had a good time. I, I really, I I really um, gained a lot from watching a lot of Star Trek with you. I I like the idea of the the holodeck and it's a the holosuite.
0: Very enjoyable stuff, J Lo.
1: It is, and and I got to see uh, Lavar Burton in a different light now.
0: That's right, because you only know him from Reading Rainbow. Yes, <laughs>
1: I I knew he was on Star Trek, but I didn't know the name of the person until someone said, "Oh yeah, he's a he's a blind guy from," excuse me. He's a blind guy on Star Trek and his name is Jordy and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Now you do. Now and because he he's uh he's a host on Reading Rainbow and that was like one of my favorite uh kid shows when I was a kid. We used to watch it in class, actually. Yes.
0: So we've learned a lot in this relationship.
1: We have. We definitely have. Um and we just, I just like that we can talk about a lot of things and you like talking about deep subjects mm-hmm. and you're not afraid to, to do that because a lot of guys just don't want to talk.
0: I used to be that way, by the way. There what? are really? ex-girlfriends of mine who would probably complain that I would not go deep with them. Really? As far as converse- yeah, but I think because of those experiences, I learned to be a little bit more open.
1: But I like that you're, you know, you're open with people too, because you really want to know. I mean, I honestly was very surprised about the questions you asked me on our first date, which I wouldn't ask anybody on a first date. That was a little bit odd, <laughs> but you know, I, I I was surprised that you went there, but you know, I answered it um, honestly, and you know, and then look, we're still together for two years. I got the girl.
0: I must have done something right. Yes,
1: you did. Yes, you did. Um, I will say that in the beginning of all of it, before, before anything happened, um, what really got me to think about things differently with us is that you always, you seem to really take a lot of, um, put in a lot of effort into our dates, even if they were simple. And I really, I really thought that was um, very attractive, actually. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah, I, I did. I mean, it, it was, it may not have been the most extravagant setting, but I like that you really, you I know, paid like,
0: attention to things like the playlist because I like to cook. I was able to cook you some meals, but I really took time to plan it out. So like when you came over to my place for Indian food the first time, uh-huh. I didn't just buy pre-made naan bread. Yes. I made the naan bread.
1: It was so good. And I
0: made the curry. From scratch, I didn't buy like a pre curry mix.
1: It was building up, you know. It was it was it was just a build. You know that that saying um, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yes. Well, that was part of the way to my heart was through my stomach. (laughs) And then when I tried that celery with hummus,
0: homemade hummus we said.
1: Oh, it was so good. And then and then well that was actually before the the actually before the hummus and the celery. Then he introduced me to his kombucha, and I just thought that was really really good yes. and then um, but I think the best kombucha he's made is pineapple kombucha. that was the best The blueberry mint kombucha is top is is close to the top, but the pineapple one was like my favorite actually
0: I'm so glad you enjoyed it babe
1: so good yeah, yeah. it was really good thank you babe. i mean i think I think he you have introduced me to different different tastes as far as kombucha is and um your your style of Indian cooking, and I love Indian food, so...
0: I do, too. Yeah. I was actually thinking next week, uh, we might want to do something like a um, cauliflower masala mm. with some brown rice, but we can talk about that later. Okay. When I die, Alana...
1: Oh, are we talking about death now?
0: <laughs> I'm telling you about when I die, not when you die. Okay. I would The two things I would want people to say about me is that I made them think but I also made them laugh. Mm -hmm. Those are the most important things Mm -hmm. I want people to take away from me. Mm. And I hope I have done that with you.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Is there anything that you think that I've done as far as... um, uh, Is there anything else that you think I've done as far as uh, made you think and laugh? I don't know. Well... Or maybe it's something
0: else. I really... Enjoy how you're. You've been open to exploring the ideas that are put forward in the books that I've recommended. I like how you listen to my points of view, even though sometimes I get interrupted. But overall, you listen to me. <laughs> um, I I like that you have you go into things. Generally speaking, with an open mind, and uh, your generosity has been something that has made me think because. I have so often in life come at things with the famine mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta get yours and you know, fuck the other guy, I gotta get what's good for me and and then everybody else has gotta run for their lives and Uh consider themselves. Right, right, right. But you're a very generous person in a lot of ways. And it's helped to make me rethink those ideas.
1: What do you mean? Like when I've given you things? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because so
0: I I have the hoarder mentality.
1: Right. So, okay. And so, um, when I was growing up, see, I grew up in a Filipino family, and I'm explaining to the viewers, and I've told you this before, but in the Filipino culture, if they are, even if they don't have a lot of food, they'll give you as much food as they can get, even if they have to go to the store. Um, They will clothe you, they will um, give you a place to stay. Uh, Filipinos are very uh giving and generous with their um with their the things that they have. So whenever I would go to my family's house, somebody would be cooking something because they know people are coming over. You're either they're cooking something or they'll they'll give you snacks, right? They'll say, Oh, do you want this? You know. They'll they'll give you permission to go to the snack drawer or something. They'll um you know, they'll make you feel as comfortable as possible. That's that's what my family does and they always encourage me to share. Hmm. And so sometimes if I have things, there are times where I don't feel like sharing. Sure. But generally I really like to share if I have stuff that I can share. You know, because that's, that's the way I was brought up. That's, that's the way I was raised. You know, that's, that's something that's um, second nature to me. I don't want to just keep it to myself all the time.
0: And I'm, I'm becoming better at that. I'm learning mm-hmm. how to become better at sharing. Because I do think it is a good quality and it's one that I've ignored for a while. And yeah. you're a big part of me becoming better at that.
1: Oh good. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I love I love to share people uh, people to share with people, excuse me. <laughs> Not share people. <laughs> to share with people that I love and care about. Any uh,
0: ex-girlfriends out there want to uh reach back? No.
1: <laughs> hey, happy for hey, 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 Thursday hey, 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 no, no, <laughs> that was just a slip of the tongue, folks, okay. Um. why don't we talk about the movies we watched, because I really, I really would love to talk about the movies we just watched,
0: yes, last night, Alana, well, should we start with the movie I showed you,
1: yes, okay. yes, absolutely,
0: I showed Alana a film that I love. That is underrated and only made $305,000 when it came out in 2002. And the film is called Pumpkin, starring the great Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yes.
1: And I didn't even know about it until you told me about it.
0: What were you anticipating going into the movie?
1: I don't know what I was anticipating. Well, when you told me that she was kind of like Hillary Banks, except the white version of Hillary Banks, yeah. I thought, okay, is she like... An airhead, but she means well, which actually was true, except you find out pretty quickly that even though she's kind of an airhead and she's kind of, you know, she's kind of spacey, she really has um, she really has a heart.
0: I don't think that Hillary on and I don't want to go on the French prince thing yet. I don't think Hillary is mean. She's just really into herself. But that's what I mean. A, okay.
1: But that's what I mean. Gotcha. I mean you you find out quickly that she becomes less interested in herself. Yes. And I love that. Here's another thing that I noticed about Pumpkin because she's she's learning about Pumpkin and they they come from different worlds because Pumpkin is in a wheelchair.
0: Well, it's it's more than that, but more on. than
1: that. Well, 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 could you explain that?
0: Okay, so the movie starts out. Christina Ricci is going to her last year of college, and she's part of this sorority. the The sorority is competing for this prize, and everybody has to pick a charity. Mm-hmm. So her house chooses the I forgot the what challenge the, games. The challenge games, which is where you work with. Athletes with disabilities. And I
1: used to be a part of uh, games like that, actually. Nice. I did. Very nice. they're a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Uh, And Carolyn McDuffie, who is Christina Ricci's character, is assigned to work with Pumpkin Romanoff, Mm -hmm. a challenged athlete. Yep. She ends up falling in love with him. It's about the crazy adventure that leads up to the girl getting the guy,
1: right? So, what I noticed about that movie was really interesting. Is that she, she, and she realizes that by meeting Pumpkin and learning about Pumpkin, and learning about Pumpkin's world, she sees beyond her little bubble. She is, um, she's a popular sorority sister. Who's dating um, a tennis pro? Yes, a person who is.
0: I'll say I'll never play tournament tennis. <laughs> well, again.
1: wait a minute. Wait well, a minute. We'll we gotta get, get into we'll that. Get there. But it. It was hilarious. Anyway, he's she's dating this really cute tennis uh, guy that is is um, doing tournament tennis. Kent. Kent. Yes. Now, in the beginning, I thought Kent was possibly a nice guy because he was talking to Carolyn about the the challenge games and, you know, Carolyn's like, oh, I had a horrible day yesterday. I couldn't couldn't, um, connect with Pumpkin. And he's like, well, he's just like, you know, they're just like you and me. They're just different, right? And I thought, okay, maybe this guy has an open mind. But then you learn later on that he's so into himself that he can't see beyond tournament tennis. Okay. Tournament tennis.
0: This is an area where I think you and I disagree a little bit.
1: Kent, what, what do you mean?
0: Okay, Kent's life is kind of falling apart because of Carolyn.
1: Yes. Well he, well, he blames her.
0: He blames her for the tournament mats, but... But it really isn't her fault. No, it's, it's not exactly her fault, but in fairness to Kent, she is a bit of a distraction.
1: Yeah. Because
0: she's always talking about Pumpkin... He kind of knows that something's up with them, but he doesn't, he doesn't really understand the full extent until after the tennis match. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pressure for him because one could only imagine what his family was like. So I give Kent a little bit of leeway with some stuff. Really? Yeah, especially when you see how he is at the end. Okay. But keep going. And we don't, even, we
1: don't really know much about his family, actually.
0: We can assume that he comes from uh, rich folk.
1: And so does she, yes.
0: Right. Keep, keep talking about them.
1: Well, I mean, then there's people in, you know, the sorority girl, girls don't understand what's going on with her. The guidance counselor... I thought that was a really funny that scene. The guidance counselor does not know what's going on with her. And you, do
0: you talk to your boyfriend about this, someone who's not retarded?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh at that one. But what I really love about Christina Ricci's character that I thought was so... Great, is that she begins to understand Pumpkin to to where she humanizes him. She um, she understands that you know what kind of a what kind of pain could he be going through because he's lonely. Um, assuming he's lonely, he does have friends. He's in a wheelchair. Um, she doesn't understand at the beginning that he. He likes her, right? It's pretty obvious.
0: Oh, that, that scene is great where he's trying to say, Carolyn. Yeah, and she's messing to this guy.
1: Yeah, and she's freaking out. And then, but, but the part that really got to me is when, um, so there was, <laughs> there was a very, very interesting day where she leaves Pumpkin at the beach. I love
0: that <laughs> whole thing.
1: Poor, poor guy. And, and, and she comes back to the beach. He's sunburnt, waiting for this girl. And she is in tears, and she's like, I just ruined everything. Okay. You know, you you should
0: explain it. I want to lead up to that. Mm -hmm. Carolyn hasn't fully accepted that she's in love with Pumpkin yet. No. She tries setting him up with one of her friends. Well,
1: kind of of her friend, yeah, Yeah. Cece.
0: She doesn't tell Pumpkin this. She doesn't tell Cece this. She doesn't even tell Kent this. Mm -hmm. She surprises everybody with this double date to the beach. Right. So they get there. Cece runs off because she's not as open about the mentally challenged. Bit of an ableist, right. but who isn't these days, right? Kent runs after Cece. Carolyn runs after the both of them, and they drive back to the sor- sorority house. And they...
1: and she drops off Kent. He, she tells Kent to get out.
0: Yes, gets to her sorority sisters to say, "Hey, we lost the Filipina girl." <laughs> Because they're buying for all these the div- the diversity. yeah the, the
1: the Filipino girl with the cute the the nice Caucasian features and the black girl. and the black girl
0: they want to be they want to be shown as they're woke <laughs> so she's talking to them she's hearing about you know how she screwed up and then the bill, bell rings and she's like oh my god I forgot him. I totally, I totally forgot. forgot.
1: I, and she forgot it was commitment day, and then she forgot her meeting with the counselor. Yes,
0: yeah, so, so she goes Or, in, I'm
1: sorry, the meeting with the teacher. She goes
0: in to meet with her poetry teacher, because you think when she sees, says that, she's obviously talking about pumpkin. Yes. She meets with the poetry teacher, they're talking about the stuff, and she reads, Ode to Pasadena.
1: Yeah, and, and he basically tells her, you have to write from your, you have to write from your soul. You have to write, you have to write about pain and, Things like that. Um,
0: then she realizes that she has to go. She starts running, and he says, "Where are you going?" She's like, "I forgot something." He says to I, her,
1: "Well, that was the count." Wait, wait, was that the, thing- yes, the, yeah.
0: the counselor. The counselor, no, yeah. no, no, no. The the poetry teacher. Yes, yes. She's
1: like, Where are you going? Like, I forgot something on the beach.
0: Yeah, something. I I need <laughs> to get she something. Realized. And he's like, "What? Something I forgot at the beach?" <laughs> I thought that was great.
1: And I think what got to what really got to me is when she was crying to Pumpkin because she's really really messed up and she said you know I feel like I'm shattered inside like a broken mirror and he looks like I'm guessing he's looking at her and he starts to cry because she's trying to you know trying to ask him about his pain right and she's like, he's like that's exactly how my pain feels like like a broken mirror and he's crying he's in tears both of them are in tears and I thought wow you don't see it in a lot of movies. I don't know.
0: You don't see anything like that. You don't
1: that, see though. anything like that in a lot of One movies. One
0: of the reasons I love this film instead of just like it a lot is because it's such an original story. hmm You never see the disabled character getting the able-bodied girl at the end of a movie. This is the only film I can really think of where that happens.
1: Yeah. It, it was a really good movie. I, I, really, I actually love it, actually. it's a nice good. It's a good movie. Oh, I
0: love it, too. Uh, there was a dispute between us, not, not huge. Mm -hmm. And I'll give a little bit of context. When I first watched the film Mm -hmm. in 2014, when it was on Netflix, I recommended it to a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later I texted him and I said, Hey, what did you think of the movie pumpkin? He writes back to me and he's like, you know, for a drama, there was a lot of stuff in there that just didn't make sense to me. I had to explain to him that it was a comedy, that the actors just played like it was a drama. It was
1: a comedy that see that was played off as a drama. Yes, and I,
0: I don't think it has I, any real dramatic moments in it.
1: Really, not no. even the time when, um, when uh, uh, clearly Kent is angry at Carolyn because she leaves, right? Yes, and and he and then he makes fun of Pumpkin. And she smacks him in the face. I thought that was great.
0: I thought that was more fun. I thought that the actors were taking it seriously. But I didn't feel as a viewer that I had to look at it like a.
1: Um, can you imagine? Dark moment. Can you imagine if they're like, you know, they're, they're in, they're working, and the, um, <laughs> the director's like, now remember, this is supposed to be dramatic. This is not supposed to be played off as a comedy, even though it's funny. Can you imagine that?
0: But if they would have played it as a comedy, it would have been too over the top.
1: What do you mean?
0: Okay. okay, so there's already a lot of things in the movie that, from a narrative point, don't make sense, yeah. but you can kind of get away with it if they're a comedy. The one example that comes to mind is near the end of the film where Kent is driving his car mm-hmm. and rolls off the cliff, and the car explodes, <laughs> and he's released from the hospital the next day, <laughs> but he's paralyzed. Right, they're saying I'll never play table tennis again or tournament, tournament tennis, tennis again. yeah.
1: And he's like, you know, he's like, and he's like, Look what you did to me, Carolyn.
0: And then, like, a week later, he's coaching Pumpkin and his team.
1: After, after and, and a week before that, I mean, him and Pumpkin were, were fighting outside of the
0: <laughs> sorority house. It works if the film's a comedy, if it's a drama, it's you start looking for plot holes too much, right? Uh-huh. But if, if that. The storyline already makes you want to laugh when you really think about it, but if it's played for laughs by the actors, mm-hmm. I think it would be too much, and you, it would be too unbelievable. Huh. So you notice it, but it's still kind of within the realm of believability. You just say to yourself, okay, that probably wouldn't happen that way in real life, but if they played it like comedy, it would be like, this is, this is too much. It, it breaks really? the heart of the story. I think so.
1: I, huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but now that I now that I watched it once, I think maybe I could think of it differently, because I really thought it was a drama. I mean, there was definitely some funny parts, but that's, I just thought it was more.
0: That's so crazy to me. You and my friend both felt the same well, way. Well, I mean, I, see it I as mean, a I under,
1: well, I mean, I understood it more than he did. Yeah, you
0: understand that there are at least very funny moments.
1: Yes, there. very funny, very funny.
0: Ode to Pasadena.
1: The the boyfriend was retarded. So, um. Let's sidetrack here a little bit, Go ahead. because I was making a comment before we started recording that I hadn't. I had this thing happen to where um, I was invited to this a uh, big Valentine's Day get together. It was the day before Valentine's Day, and um, it was my friend Jane. My friend. It was at my friend Jane's house.
0: I, I thought we're not going to say names. Okay. I have to edit that out. We're not going to post this today.
1: Okay. What? Okay. Okay. The name? I I I understand. Did you make up that name? No.
0: If you would have said you made up that name, I could have posted it today.
1: Ah. All right. I'll 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 rephrase that. Um, it was a girl I went to college with, just uh, a few years ago, and. Um,
0: Do you want me to post this today? All right. Let me ask you this again. Okay. Is it possible that you're remembering her name wrong? I what? don't know. Do you the want name? me to... Let me ask you this. What? Do you want me to post this today? I do. Then <laughs> let me ask you the question again.
1: No, no. no okay, okay, Is okay.
0: it possible I, you're remembering her name wrong?
1: It's possible, okay. but let me, let me We're start... We're going to go with that. Okay. It's possible I could be remembering her name wrong. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, anyway, this person, I went to her house. It was a big Valentine's Day get-together, and... Her her, and this other girl that we went to school with um, at the time <clears throat> before I met Rick, we were talking, we were talking, and she's like, uh, one of them was like, do you have a boyfriend? I said, yes. And they said, um, is he blind too? I said, yes, he is. And they're like, oh, wow, that is so cute. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like, if a sighted couple were together, I wouldn't think it was so cute. That the way la- that they did it? Yeah, that lady the was
0: obviously being condescending to you.
1: I mean, I didn't find it condescending, but I thought, okay, I wouldn't have said that if another blind couple were together. Or a deaf couple were together. Or a sighted couple were together. Because they're couples, right? They're, it doesn't matter. But to them, I'm thinking about it, to them, They maybe to them they can't... They they can't fathom that like oh wow you know blind people get together. I don't know maybe maybe did them they were thinking oh it's just so cute that blind people are dating each other I don't know maybe they maybe maybe in in thinking about what they said they didn't understand that blind people date I don't know I mean I I didn't think of it as condescending I just thought you I was thinking ah oh, seriously <laughs> you think that's cute. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that? I
0: I already gave you my opinion. If it was me in that situation, yeah. I might say something to the effect of, well, why is that cute?
1: I didn't even think about asking. Yes. I just didn't think about asking, but maybe I just didn't, I didn't want to, um, I don't know, I guess it, it wasn't worth discussing. But I think about that and I'm like, there are some people that are just not educated about that. They're just not educated about the disability world, and that people in the, dis- and the, in the disability world are social people. And it, they, have, you know, they have relationships.
0: It's interesting to me because of the big size of the disability community in this country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you look at things like film, television, books, we're not really shown in media that much. And if we are... It's either the role of, you know, the Pollyanna, Mm -hmm. the person who's always in the good mood, or it's the person who's depressed and who's given up on life, or it's the friend who can never get a girl.
1: Right. You know, it's never just... It's almost like we are a part of society that it's it's almost forgotten as far as... um, Motion pictures are concerned. And had
0: you let me finish my thought, I would have said something to that effect. Okay, sorry. That's okay.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going to say that.
0: But I would like to see a, a sitcom where the main character has a disability, and it's referred to, but it's not the complete focus of the show.
1: Right, and I think that, you know, have you noticed, have you noticed that when a person has an encounter with somebody that's either blind or deaf or somebody that's in a wheelchair they automatically focus on that like it's the main focus of the conversation and they ask questions
0: of course i've noticed that
1: and i kind of uh, it's so hard for me to say excuse me but could you please not focus on the fact that i'm a blind person because there are other things to talk about and i and i i should i feel like in some ways i should do that because it ends up being the main focus like I remember being on buses where the driver would say, "Oh, you've really come a long way you know
0: I came all the way from my refrigerator yeah, I video. came
1: all the way from my refrigerator off of um you know outside of the outside of my house just to get onto the bus, right yeah, but she or he doesn't realize that I know how to walk, I have a way to find my way because I know the layout of places and I don't need a lot. I don't need too much assistance. Maybe some assistance once in a while. But I don't know. I just feel like um, in some ways in media, we we are the forgotten people.
0: I think that's absolutely the case.
1: Yes. We have been forgotten.
0: The question becomes then how to change that. Yes. To me, and this is something that I think the left gets wrong a lot. Mm. It's not about boycotting and just releasing statements showing that uh blind people or whatever disabled population... I would not
1: I would not protest movies.
0: Yeah, you, you interrupt me a lot.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: It's not just doing I... it's not just doing that. I would what's gonna be more eloquently. Sorry. It's also <laughs> about looking for stories
1: mm-hmm.
0: that have a disabled character as a lead. And trying to help get those things financed. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get an Iron Man type movie mm-hmm. made, right? Mm-hmm. But why can't you get some independent films made? Why can't you start with that? Well, where the, where a, disab- a character with a disability is the lead, and you actually cast an actor with that actually, disability. Actually,
1: I just thought of a movie. I didn't see it, but I read the book. And it's a movie called, it's a book called Quest for Camelot.
0: I haven't even heard of it.
1: Okay, you should look it up. It's, um, it's, it's like a, you know, I think it was a cartoon in the the, the animated movie, but anyway, uh, one of the lead characters is a blind guy, but he is portrayed as a, a strong person. Okay. And he does get the girl, by the way.
0: So here's what happens. Yeah. In the movie. He either gets his vision back or gets the girl or he doesn't get the girl.
1: He didn't get his vision back.
0: You read the book. You haven't seen the movie. They changed I things.
1: have not read the movie. I mean, I, I have not uh, I seen w- the movie, but I've read the book. I don't know. Right. But and, they and changed
0: just, things for Hollywood. I'm telling you.
1: But I don't know if they're go- I don't know. I've never seen it.
0: I'm telling you. He doesn't get the girl at the end unless he gets his vision back.
1: We'll see. Maybe we should watch it.
0: Maybe.
1: I've never watched it. But anyway, uh, that was my spiel on the whole couples thing, which okay. I I think it's uh, kind of... Uh, annoying that some people feel that way <laughs> um
0: i think there's nothing wrong with calling people out on their shit in that situation
1: or i've heard people say things like um and i did call somebody out on it but it was nice i i heard somebody say wow you know i didn't even think you were blind i mean you seem so normal i'm like what is that supposed to mean normal what is normal to you I, I, I wasn't mean about it, but I was just thinking, what are people, I mean, what what are people thinking about that would make them want to make a comment like that? I don't know. I mean, because some people are really genuinely ignorant, and they really don't know. But there are people that have been, you know, around enough people to know that you, you shouldn't, you know, you should really think about what you say before you say it. I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting. Or oh, you're blind. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're so pretty. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're sighted. You're so ugly. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I wonder sometimes what would happen if I said that. Yes. Um. Shall we go on to the next movie?
0: We said so to wrap up. You really like the film Pumpkin. I did. You loved it even.
1: I I, I would say I'm close to loving it. Yes.
0: I'm I'm so glad. I'm that
1: close I... to loving it. Okay.
0: It holds up in a repeat view- viewing very well. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very thrilled that you enjoyed the movie and that I was able to turn you onto it.
1: Oh yeah, she was she was great. Christina Ricci was just fantastic she's, in the movie. Uh, she's she's a good actress. I anyway. don't need to tell you
0: how much I I admire Christina Ricci.
1: Oh yeah, and there's a and there's an, another Christina Ricci that I want to show you uh, again some uh, another time, but um,
0: well, there's some more of her films that I want to show you. Yes, but we'll get to that in the future. Mm-hmm. Reflecting on the past Yes Last night You showed me The Christina Ricci film Now and then Now and then
1: And I'm surprised you didn't hear about it it's, It was from New Line Cinema um, This came out in 1995 I don't know when they started shooting the movie But um, It was really fun I, It was more of a chick flick But it was fun And the music was great in the movie um, and it's about four women. So it stars Demi Moore, Melanie Griffith, um, Rosie O'Donnell, and Rita Wilson. I don't know why they chose Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> for the one of the women, but they did. Um, that's my opinion and your opinion, right?
0: I think Rosie O'Donnell is an interesting person. I'm really not. In, I've, I have no desire to see her in films. Yeah. I'm sure she's a nice enough woman and woman she does good things, but she just doesn't do it for me on the big screen.
1: Mm. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, what I think is really weird, too, and we've made this, you've made this uh, comment that um, Christina Ricci plays a young Rosie O'Donnell in the movie, which is kind of weird. It's
0: been it? 25 years since the release of this picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When they flash back. They go back to 1970, so it's 25 years prior to when Demi Moore is in the film, right? Yep. So, okay. It's been 25 years since Christina Ricci made that film. Yep. She looks nothing like Rosie O'Donnell. No,
1: she doesn't. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, and then Gabby Hoffman and Thora Birch, the other two girls, uh, and Ashley Aston Moore, who was another one. Dead Moore. Dead Moore. Um, we won't go into that. Um. She, so Ashley Aston Moore plays a young Rita Wilson. And you said that she looks like her, right? Yes. Gabby Hoffman plays a young Demi Moore.
0: Gabby Hoffman, to me, as a blind guy, she looked a lot like Demi Moore in this film. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, um, uh, uh, and and, and then, of course, Thora Birch played a young Melanie Griffith. What what do you think about that? I thought she she was good. Did she kind of look like her?
0: To me, again, I'm a blind guy, so like facial things are a little bit difficult. But to me, she did a good job looking like her.
1: Okay, okay. Um, And they chose really good uh, young girls to play the younger uh, women. Um, And I mean, it was interesting. I I I love that movie. You know, they um, they're they're trying to solve a mystery that's going on that has happened in um their town of Shelby, Indiana and um, their adventures with that. And then what are going on in the four girls' lives. One one girl's parents are divorced and the mother has moved on very, fairly quickly. The other girl, um, she's in a house with her dad and her brothers because her mother died at fo- when she was four. Uh, the other one is uh, living in a house where Everything is like sugar and spice and everything nice, and she's just literally prissy, very prissy, very girly, because um, that's her, thats what her mom is. And then, and then the other one doesn't really have a relationship with her, for her parents because you don't see her parents. She's pretty much a loner, and she imagines herself as a movie star. And so, it's a good movie. It's fun.
0: I enjoyed it there are a few flaws in it but overall it was really really good.
1: So there was a scene that the both of us talked about where there was a vet, right? They yeah. meet up with this vet. I don't even know why he was in it.
0: I loved the scene but it made no sense in the context of the It
1: film. didn't make a sense, any sense. I could take it or leave this. I could take or leave the scene, but it didn't make any sense as to why it would be in there.
0: The his interaction with them was good. I thought he was he was the actor did a very fine Performance, mm-hmm. And the girls were good interacting with him. I loved when they realized that he's a hippie, even though he served in the war. And one of them says, you know, my mom says that uh, something about you guys are all deadbeats. And he says something to the effect of, I'm going to tell you something that I wish somebody would have told me when I was your age. Don't always trust what your parents say.
1: And your parents are not always right. Your
0: parents are not always right.
1: Yeah. And, and they're not... Oh, okay, anyway, I'm not going I'm not going to comment
0: having, on that. Having said that, mm-hmm. I think it would have been uh better coming from uh Crazy Pete. Right. Who is the father of the boy that they're investigating?
1: Yes. And we don't find that out until we don't find that out until towards the end of the movie.
0: Let's traverse a little bit. Yes. You talked about a mystery. Yes. These girls are into séances.
1: Well, one of the girls is, actually. Okay. Sam is.
0: But the, the others participate.
1: The others participate,
0: yes. They go to the cemetery, and they try to bring back this boy who was killed 25 years earlier.
1: Yes, 1945.
0: They go about this mission to research his death. Mm-hmm. There's this crazy guy in the neighborhood who we've already mentioned, and they don't find it out until the end of the film that he's actually this guy's father.
1: And they were under suspicion. They thought that maybe he was the person who committed the
0: murder. It turns out he was just out drinking
1: that night. It, it just turned out that he he had been to come in, and they were already dead. Yeah, yes. it was very sad. But um, you had to, you know, you had to feel for the old guy because he lost. A, he said, "I lost. I wasted so many years."
0: Yeah, he's trying to teach Demi Moore a lesson.
1: Yeah, and. Um, so do you remember that scene where she loses her bracelet and she's going into the storm drain and it's raining hard? Yeah, yeah.
0: Because he rescues her.
1: Right, right. And what, what and I and, and I liked when he asked her. He said, "Why are you afraid of me?" You know, and she asked, he uh, he asked the two girls. It's like, "Well, you know, you only you only come out at night." And you know it's kind of scary, you know, and they only have ideas about what he looks like. That you know what that reminds me of? Tell me. In the movie Home Alone...
0: I was thinking the same thing yes. with the old dude.
1: Yes. I I,
0: I I know you're going to just think that I'm making this up, babe. Yes, Literally, yes. when we are watching that movie last night, that scene with the drain, I was thinking of the old dude in Home Alone. Really? Yes. I just didn't say anything. Yeah.
1: Yes. He was a crazy guy, and everybody thought that he was a shovel-wielding um, murderer.
0: But he ended up being the hero at the end. He did. And he had issues with his family. Not the same ones as Crazy Pete, obviously, but there was some beef between him and his son...
1: Right.
0: ...that Kevin helped them resolve.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. hmm Yes. I had some predictions while watching this film. Yes,
1: you did. Some
0: of them came true... Yes. ...and others did not. And I liked that I got some stuff wrong.
1: You did get some stuff wrong.
0: For example, when we first see them as little kids... Demi Moore is listening to her parents argue, and the little sister comes into the room and lies in bed with her. And I turned over to you, and I said, babe, that little girl's going to die of cancer in this movie.
1: And I said, nope. You you watched some more, and you're like, oh, wait, uh, is that the sister? I said, yeah. And you said, I thought she died. I'm like, no, she doesn't die of cancer. <laughs> no, but no, no. No, the reason why she was in the room with her is because she was scared.
0: No, I knew that. Yeah. But I figured what was going to happen is, okay, they're going to show this loving relationship a few more times. And then you're going to either hear that she gets diagnosed with cancer and they're going to make a reference to it. This was 25 years later, we'd be able to hear this form of cancer. Or there's going to be some accident with the little girl and she's not going to make it through the film. But my mind was going more towards cancer. Right. She right. lived.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Christina Ricci carries around a picture of her mom. Mm. And I thought, okay, they're setting this up so... the the picture gets destroyed or lost somehow. That did not happen.
1: That didn't happen.
0: But I got the thing right about um, Rita Wilson marrying one of the kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I didn't want you to guess it because I wanted you to pay attention to the boys. I wanted you to pay attention because I wanted you to figure out who it was, but then you already guessed it. Yeah.
0: "Ah." (laughs) Yeah. Overall, though, I thought this was a really powerful movie. It was. The thing that struck me the most, though, babe, was when Demi Moore is doing the voiceover near the end of the film, and she talks about, you know, we thought that when we bought this treehouse, because mm-hmm. they were saving up to do that. that it was
1: going to bring us closer. Yeah, yeah
0: and it, it turned out that it, it made us discover our own independence. Something like that, yeah. Spend more time apart.
1: Yeah, our, it, it, it um, actually um, gave us our independence from each other.
0: Yeah. And that they, they show, could just
1: meet, they would meet there, but they would do go on with their lives afterwards.
0: They showed, like, a young Demi Moore on the roof writing, mm-hmm. and the others are, you know, in or around the house doing other stuff. Uh,
1: around their houses?
0: No, around the treehouse.
1: Oh, around the tree houses, okay. Yeah. So she would be writing on the roof of the treehouse.
0: She would be writing her, like, little, in her little book, and they'd be, like, downstairs doing whatever. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was really fun. I have no, I, am, I myself have not ever been to a treehouse. I have. Did you like it? It was okay. Um.
0: I have a friend who lived in a treehouse. A real one? Yes.
1: Was it, were, were you ever afraid that you are going to fall out? No. Okay. So, so he, he, I'm guessing it's a he, right? Yes. He built his, his treehouse?
0: No, he was staying in, he was in his 30s. hmm And I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And he was he was renting it out from somebody. It's a, it's a weird story, but as you know, I know a lot of interesting people.
1: In tree houses? Yes. In a tree house. Yes, please. I did hear I did hear that I know that there are people that actually have tree houses that are like houses.
0: There's apparently a convention mm-hmm. that contractors who are interested in building tree houses go to. And I know this because I have a friend of mine who shall remain nameless,
1: mm-hmm.
0: unlike your friends. Who <laughs> went yeah, to this to put that in. went to this convention like a year ago, and he said that it was very very cool.
1: Really? Yep. Did he? Was he a treehouse contra- contractor, or he just wanted to see what it was about?
0: He's built one or two in the past, and I think he wants to do more of it in the future. Wow. Yeah.
1: So how did you get into the house? Did you? Did it have like a door that you had to climb? You through? just kind of
0: climbed up to the tree, and there was a door there that you went in. Wow. Yeah. Should we move on to the television that we watched?
1: Yes, I yeah. Before we forget, yes.
0: You stayed awake
1: yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: As we watched an episode of DS Nine mm-hmm. about the emissary. Yes. Take it, Alana. Um.
1: So I thought it was a very interesting show because they bring up uh, a concept called a cast system. Which
0: do you want to talk about how they did it? give a little bit about background. Yes.
1: So what was the guy that okay so um this person is brought back to DS9, right? The 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 Prophets bring him back. Yes.
0: Correct? And he's been gone for over 200
1: years. He's been gone for and I forgot what his name was.
0: I don't remember but it's I'm bad with Jordan Lane.
1: But so he he um realizes it, it, he realizes at the time that he should become the new emissary.
0: He thinks he, has, he
1: thinks He thinks he needs to be. And it matches
0: with a lot of the stuff that's in the prophecy.
1: Right. So he. Um, so um, Captain Sisko gives up. Was it Captain Sisko? Yes. Yeah, Captain Sisko now gives up his position as emissary. And so he becomes emissary, but everything is upside down. Now it's a caste system, which. From what I understand, the 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 caste system happens <clears throat> is going on in India, where if you're born poor, you die poor. <coughs> you are poor for the rest of your life, and whatever your caste system is, that's what you're going to be.
0: That's the basic. Idea.
1: That's the basic of it. Yeah. You uh, there are people that are higher up in the caste system, and they have to they have to pretty much. Um, some of them are lower than you. And uh, what was that scene where that one person had to stand
0: up? What happened was... To, for the uh, a stand-up, S- yeah. Major Kira
1: mm-hmm.
0: is hanging out. She sees Cisco drinking something. I believe it was Ractagino.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She goes over by him and somebody stands up and she's like, oh, I'm going to leave. You're you know, this and I'm that, so I'm below you. Mm-hmm. And she walks away. Mm-hmm. And Kira says... You know, I, I got to get used to that stuff because it's starting to happen a lot. hmm Because Kira is of a higher caste system, and they basically call them, like, the Dajara. They don't use the word caste, a,
1: really. I think it's, like, Dajara. Yeah, Dajara, yeah. That's what it is.
0: But her Dajara is to become an artist, and Kira is really a soldier.
1: Yeah, because... And she's like, well, I just don't know what to do. I have tried to make this work, and I just didn't. she's I talking
0: like, to a Vedic, who is one yeah. of their spiritual leaders.
1: And he, she says, well, just you know, just keep on doing what you're
0: supposed to do. No, what the Vedic says. What did What did is, she, what does he say? You know, you got to have faith. You got to put yourself into it. And she says, yeah. but I stayed up all night. And he yeah. looks at her and replies, Yes, but you're still wearing that uniform. Yeah, the uniform of the Bajoran army.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: And right. you're really meant to be an artist. Yeah. Later on, that Bajor ends up killing somebody. For oh yeah. Of the right Dizara. De- de- right.
1: right, exactly, exactly. Just just one, uh, one random person.
0: It was a person who worked. It was worked a, it at was the a person who. Yeah, that's right. At yeah. the temple, rather.
1: Yeah, and he, he killed him. Yeah.
0: What did you think of the episode and how it dealt with religion? At the end of it, Cisco becomes emissary again. And we find out why the man was sent into the future.
1: Yeah, I think it was really interesting because um, he had to see he had to see what this guy was doing as emissary to appreciate how he operates when he when he, how he operated when he was the emissary, because the way that he would run things, he wouldn't run things that way. And he was appreciating. What, what he saw um, or appreciating his position after he saw what that other guy did. Does that make sense?
0: If I could paraphrase. Go ahead. Cisco was always uncomfortable with being the emissary. Mm-hmm. Yes, he would do some ceremonies, but it wasn't his jam. Yep. He wanted just to focus on being a Starfleet officer. He sees this new guy come in mm-hmm. and how he's messing shit up. And realizes, wait a second, I was doing a much better job than this guy. And so, when the prophets give him the gift of being the emissary again, he can really appreciate it this
1: time mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you agree with my assessment of what you said?
1: That's pretty much what I said. Yes, <laughs> how, or maybe maybe a little bit more. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about the the way this episode deals with religion? and religious leaders. So like the Bajorans are so quick to go back to their dejaras. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there's this conversation between Kira and Odo when they're going to listen to the new emissary speak. Right. And she says something to the effect of, I can't wait to see our emissary speak. Mm-hmm. To which Odo says, but just a couple of days ago, you were convinced that Sisko was the emissary. Right. And she says, yeah. And he says to her in response... But they can't both be true. So what's is it? Was he or wasn't he ever the emissary?
1: Right, 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 right. So right. it kind of
0: talks a lot about being brainwashed mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. following a, a cult mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of that stuff?
1: Uh, see, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. I thought it was. A, you're right. The Bajorans are very quick to to do that. To to um, what did you say about their dejaras?
0: They're very quick to go back to the to Dijaras go back
1: to their Dejars just
0: because this guy right who's claiming to be the emissary says it's the
1: how military. it it kind of reminds me of how you know when we talked about cult leaders and cults and everything um, how people and i can, and i'm saying this because i've never been i've never actually been in a well i don't know i don't i don't believe that i've ever ever been in a cult per se or gotten sucked up in a cult but There are people that you would. What would you say that were more easily influenced than others? Lemmings. They're like lemmings. Yes. So they would just hear, um, you know, hear something that sounds good, and they would just go with it, right? You know how the the cult mentality is, where you know uh, somebody sounds so charismatic that just they'll just go with it, and they'll follow whatever he or she says. And it kind of reminds me of that in some ways. But she, you know, she was quick to do that, not giving it any thought.
0: What I like about Major Kira is it shows somebody's duality. Mm -hmm. She's very into fighting for things. Mm -hmm. But there are these subtle ways to where she can be very manipulative, very manipulated, rather.
1: Manipulated, yeah.
0: By things like saying this person is a new emissary, and he says you should do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's, I love her because she is a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. She has flaws in that area, but yet she's a total badass when it comes to fighting people.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yes. So I thought this was a really powerful episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you want else you wanted to say about it?
1: Uh no, I don't.
0: Let's move on to rules of engagement.
1: Yeah, that was pretty heavy. (laughs) That was very heavy.
0: Do you want to go into it, babe?
1: Well, so I thought it was really interesting about...
0: You can give some background, too.
1: Yes. So, basically, um, Worf is brought to trial for murder because he shot at a Klingon ship, correct? Yes. Yes. A Klingon ship that w- that was decloaked.
0: It was decloaking at the time.
1: It was decloaking at the time, yes. And it
0: was carrying civilians.
1: But what I found that was really interesting during the trial process was how, shall I say, barbaric, the Klingons are when uh, it when it comes to murder.
0: Yeah, I guess I. It's weird for me, somebody who's been a Trek fan since the early '90s to keep remembering that you have not had that experience. No. So I So you know more about that. Yeah, kingdom. I've known that they've been barbaric since back in the day. They're, yeah. they're way into their barbarianism. Uh, yes. But keep going.
1: Um, and, and their idea of murdering somebody is different than a human's idea of, you know, they don't care if they're, he, if they're women, children, men, boys, you know, it doesn't matter. They will kill at any cost because when they kill they will be um, known in the Klingon world as um, honorable, correct?
0: Yes and no. Is it honorable? What's the right word? That's the correct word, but I want to challenge what you said just a little bit. This is according to the prosecutor who is a Klingon. Right, right, But right. if you listen to Worf, he says there is nothing honorable about killing somebody who can't defend themselves. Oh,
1: right, right, exactly.
0: So it's a little bit open to interpe- interpretation, they are a warrior race, though, and they believe heavily in the idea of honor.
1: But what was interesting too is a Klingon uh, prosecutor is like, "Well, you're not really Klingon in, Klingon in your heart. You're human in your heart." Because, um, and he goes, "How did you feel about those children that were killed?" And he said, "I grieve for them." He he actually grieves for the children that were killed in in that um, shooting, and and the Klingon prosecutor did not understand that
0: no it's not that he didn't understand, understand that it. he was trying to make a case because he right. wanted to win wharf and right. get the federation caught up in this situation
1: i like the part where <laughs> the side plot where um quark and Bashir were going back to what how you know how um you know doing a flashback of what you know their idea of wharf in the um when they saw Worf in, in Quark's bar, right?
0: I wouldn't qu- quite call that a side plot. Was it I mean, a side plot? No. Quark is remembering it and Bashir is in the memory.
1: Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was really funny.
0: My favorite part, though, was at the very end of the episode, Worf gets off because we find out that the Klingons kind of fake the record mm-hmm. of the people who are on board.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Sisko goes in and basically yells at him. Yep. But then the, the thing that gets me is the thing at the very end where there's a celebration and... Everybody wants to have a good time, and Cisco's telling Worf that. And Worf says to him, I do not feel like going today.
1: Yeah.
0: And Cisco explains, listen, dude, part of the job of being captain is you got to learn to smile and keep everybody's morale up, even when it's the last thing you want to do. To me, that is so telling. It is. About who Cisco is. Yeah. And what it takes to run
1: right. a crew. And then he basically said, uh, once you become a captain, you wish you would have taken up botany. Yeah. Because it's a hard job. But somebody's gotta do it. That's right. And Cisco is the man. Yes. Cisco is the man. So we
0: can agree that those were both good episodes.
1: It was, but I also want to I also want to segue into the fresh princess. That's developer.
0: what I was gonna do, babe. You gotta give me a chance. Yes. Was, I know. I'm trying.
1: I'm ahead of you
0: yes. today. You know, it's like I'll be saying something and you'll be saying, but what if I get point? I was gonna get to that point. Okay, so the, okay, I want you to go in today. I'm
1: sorry. That's okay,
0: babe. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel air we watched an episode. Yes, we did. Go ahead. You take the floor. The floor.
1: Um, it was the episode where uh, Vivian is gone to her sisters, and Viv is gone to the sisters. Uh there's Phil, um, Uncle Phil, Will, Carlton, Ashley, and Hillary. And it was a show about Will and Carlton not paying rent, right? And it was this whole thing about... Well, you have to pay rent if you want to live in this house. And, and Will and Carlton have this pool party, and you go. You explain where.
0: Okay. Uncle Phil comes out and he says, I want these people off of my property. And he walks off. Uh-huh. The next day, Will and Carlton get subpoenaed to go to court because Uncle Phil is suing them for rent. He tells his judge friend, listen, I'm only doing this because I want to teach them a lesson. They're probably not going to come.
1: Yeah. And they come in suit and ties. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I thought it was a really funny trial. I really like the <laughs> flashbacks that they both did where they all yes. read the history. You know, yes. Uncle Phil and his flashback, he's all timid. And Will and Carlton are just like all up in his grill. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> and they're not even they're not even taking into consideration um, that, you know, that this is... Uncle Phil's property.
0: Yeah, and in Will's uh, flashback, Uncle Phil is this, this complete ogre.
1: And and there was and there was like, this um classical guitar player. Yeah.
0: Oh, give me that book of hymns while you're going to throw more <laughs> clothes.
1: That's what he says to the yes, girl that he's yes, with. Yes.
0: <laughs> I've seen this episode before. I really like this one though.
1: It was funny. Yeah. It was really funny. <clears throat> now. Um what were you gonna say about um the relationship between Will and Uncle Phil.
0: Okay, here's my question. Yeah. And it's not specifically to do with this episode. It's more with the characters in general. Mm-hmm. So, Janet Hubert leaves the show. show hmm The original and best stand. Vid, yes. And she's replaced. Yes, she
1: yes. But
0: my question is for you. Let's say instead of getting another actress to play her, they would have had her leave Uncle Phil or die off. hmm Do you think that Will... Would have remained close to Uncle Phil.
1: If if uh, Aunt Vivian uh, uh, died off,
0: well, let's let's eliminate that. Let's say that she leaves Uncle Phil. Okay. And it's not for any spousal views. It's not because he's cheating. She just like runs off with the pool boy or something. Okay. Would Uncle Phil and Will still remain close?
1: I don't know. I have no idea.
0: See, I have. A, a definite answer which is going to surprise you.
1: You think they would have?
0: Yes. Because he's lived in Uncle Phil's house for three years uh-huh. and Uncle Phil has become attached to him.
1: Like and a father to him. Yeah,
0: it, but he sees a little bit of himself in Will. Mm-hmm. Because when Philip was coming up, he was kind of rebellious. He was. You know, he was a bit of the outsider. He played that role. He, he did, yeah. He's worn that suit before. Yeah, yeah. And as much as he loves Carlton. Mm hmm. Carlton is the establishment.
1: You are right, because, you know, he wants to be so much like his dad, right? Carlton wants to be so much like his dad, but he's trying too hard.
0: And Will isn't, but he still needs guidance.
1: Right, exactly. So
0: I think that they still... it, It changes a little bit, but I think that they ultimately remain in contact, and Uncle Phil wants to be a strong mentor to Will.
1: That's interesting. Yes. Hmm. Well, what about the girls though, Ashley and Hillary?
0: Those are his daughters, so of course they're going to stay in contact with their dad.
1: No, I know that, but do you think that that Nikki, Ashley, and Hillary would still be um, close to Uncle Phil, or or their dad rather? Yeah,
0: they're hmm. his daughters. No, I know, and that. he he pays the bills. So of course, they're going to be close. <laughs> and Nikki's too busy aging fast oh to geez. know what's going on.
1: Here we go again. Here we go again.
0: So, yeah, I think they all stay in contact with Uncle Phil.
1: That's really interesting that you came up with that mm-hmm. um scenario. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure that the lady who played the new Aunt Vivian was a nice lady, but it just didn't jive well. No. They just didn't jive well together. It just she was she may have been a nice mother figure, but it just I mean, it just wasn't working. I agree. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't, you know, get new Ashleys and new Wills. And...
0: What would have been funny though is if they had a new Aunt Viv for every season going forward.
1: That would be hilarious. Yes. That would be funny. Would you? Would that would be really really funny? Yes. And 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 towards the end of it, they have like an older Aunt Viv.
0: Yeah, so it's like a running gag in the show. <laughs> Who's going to play Aunt Viv this year?
1: That would be funny. That would be even. That would make me watch the show like. That would, that would make me still watch the show. I would, that would be hilarious. It would be. But you know what would be funny? Tell me. If they, if they changed the new... If they changed... They could either change Uncle Phil or Aunt Viv. Maybe Aunt Viv would
0: be better. Aunt Viv would be better.
1: And then towards the end of it, she's like old. Yes. Like, like...
0: You literally just said that.
1: I know. I did. Keep going. You know what I mean?
0: Yes.
1: I just repeated myself.
0: You seem a little antsy. Uh, we might want to <laughs> consider wrapping this up. Do
1: I seem antsy? You do. I don't know you seem why.
0: Like you you watch some more DS9, okay?
1: Okay. Um, I'm just really psyched that today is our anniversary right and too. two years. Yes, baby. We, we, um, we're going to have a, a simple dinner. What are we going to have for dinner?
0: We're going to have bagels, sandwiches, and a couple of chips. And then some red velvet cake,
1: and possibly ice cream. Yeah, chocolate uh-huh. ice cream. Yeah, it's I. I was so thankful yesterday that the the person who delivered my groceries uh, found a red velvet cake, yeah. and I was yeah. afraid yeah. that it wasn't going to be a good size, but it was a it was
0: a good size. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, I'm excited to be. Me too. Okay. Uh, yeah, me I, too. I think it's about time to uh, start uh, doing some kissing. Oh yeah. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say.
1: Uh no, but I'm 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 sure you'd like to, you know, look at that and maybe do some editing. Who knows?
0: Do you want me to edit that out? Or do you think that you'd be fine with that?
1: Because uh, I
0: can't do editing from here.
1: I know. I personally think you would be well you, well you you here's
0: what we're gonna say. hmm Here's my assumption. Okay. You might be getting the name wrong because it's been a few years and a lot has happened to you. And you're kind of tired today, so... I know I you am said, tired today? Yeah. So I know you said the name Jane, but it may have been, you know, Sarah or Zara or... It
1: could have been another person that may have yeah. had the name that sounded like it was that name. I don't know.
0: It could have been Zane, but for a girl. So... If I'm understanding you correctly, you said the name Jane, but that may not be correct because of it. it's been so many years and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, and she was. I mean, you know, I I didn't. I only went there once, and
0: yes. So know, we I, can we can share this.
1: I only went there once, and you know, she was. She wasn't. She was more like an acquaintance. So.
0: Exactly. So it's easy to get the names wrong. Right. I, I like the sound of that, babe. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Uh, don't forget
0: me in more trouble.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> red Velvet Cake, here we come. No, yes, that, yes. that's later. That's I love Red Velvet Cake.
0: We might want to make out and then have some uh, Kit Kats, though. Something. And then watch some DS9? Yes. Seven I
1: don't nine. know why my eyes are watery.
0: You're so happy. It's our anniversary,
1: babe. I'm crying.
0: Yes. No. And then tonight, I will show you A Fist Called Wanda.
1: Yes, and I, in turn, am going to show you he's just not that into you. Yes. Uh, shall you shall, Can you explain A Fish Called Wanda before we wrap this up completely? Okay. And I'll, I'll, and I'll explain the other one.
0: I'll give a brief overview. John Cleese, I believe, wrote the film, and I told you the other day, I believe that Eric Idle is in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For some reason, I was mistaking him with Michael Palin. Okay. So, these criminals are in London, they do this robbery... And Jamie Lee Curtis is part of the crew. She is dating Kevin Kline's character, whose name is Otto, who's this typical, like, wannabe, macho American guy. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kline won an Oscar for this role, and uh, rightfully so. She ends up falling for a barrister, played by John Cleese, uh, and, and the mayhem A barrister? hmm Oh, well. So that's basically the, the plot without giving too much away.
1: Okay, well...
0: And Michael Palin plays a stutterer in the film. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Which brings up some humorous moments.
1: <laughs> I bet. Yes. Um, so, um, He's Just Not That Into You is a romantic comedy. I really liked it. Um, it basically follows uh, four women. One of them has been with this guy for seven years, but not has not been proposed to. The other one is carrying on a relationship with this guy and they don't know where it's going. She's also seeing, um, well, maybe I should get to that later in a, in a little bit. So um, she's seeing this guy. They don't know where the relationship's going. This other lady is married. Um, her husband is cheating with the same girl, with the other girl. And then the other one is looking for uh, love online. And I think I may have had that wrong because I only saw the movie once, but I think I think
0: it's it's a fun movie. We're gonna have fun tonight, babe.
1: Yes. The oh, and the other girl, the other girl. I think there's like either four or five pe- girls. The other girl is um, thinks that she's in a relationship with this guy, so she purposely tries to call him like every fifteen minutes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and she goes. <coughs> Isn't it a girl's job to call her boyfriend, like, every 15 minutes? I don't know. I would annoy me. It would really annoy yes, me.
0: Yes. All right, babe, is there anything else you wanted to say?
1: All I want to say is happy two-year anniversary, yeah. and I am so happy that we made it.
0: Me too. Maybe we should kiss real quick. Mm. Mm. All right. Until next
1: time. Until next time, happy Saturday.
0: Happy Saturday, okay. I'll
1: be back.